It is not an easy course to go through. Um, for some, it was emotionally too much. So they, they just said, not for me at the moment. So we understand that. And, um, but so well done. Well done to everybody who took part in the weeks that they took part. We just want to say thank you. Um, that is not easy. I've been through the course myself. And it just opens up what God is doing in each of our lives. So tonight, I always, when I, when I speak at the Keys to Freedom nights, I always love to talk about something from Keys to Freedom because that's what God has been talking to me about and that's what I want to share with you tonight. And you know what I'm like? I love my visual aids. I am a visual learner. So when you come in, there was stuff in your chairs and if you didn't get something on your chair, who didn't get something on their chair? All the ones at the back. Could we maybe have somebody come up, please? And, and is there somebody we volunteer? Jim, Jim, come here. <laughs> oh, Jim, you... Jim was looking for something on his chair there. If you didn't get whatever was on your chair, Jim's going to give you one of our little seeds tonight. Don't drop him now, Jim. That's what happens. He got up to look what was under his seat. And if you didn't get one, okay. So on your seats... You're probably thinking, really? She's went to all that trouble just to give me that. But on your seat, seats is a little seat, and some people's little seats on a little silver bit of card. And you know what? It doesn't look that great. And it doesn't look that great in purpose. I didn't get Naomi to design them. I didn't get, because I did that on purpose. Because on the seat is a little seat, but I want you to understand something very, very important about that little seat tonight. Inside that little seed is so much potential. Inside that little seed is the color of what it's going to be in the future. It could be a lovely rosy red apple tree with rosy red apples on it. And inside that little seed, there's the gene inside it. And I just have a wee knife here. I hope I don't cut through this platform. <laughs> You will see, nobody will say, oh, I wonder is this, there a seed inside the fruit? There is a seed inside the fruit. And inside, we never, you know, we always know when we bite into our apple, eat our apple, don't be eating the seeds we say to the children. And inside this, this apple is a little seed. And this little seed has the potential to be an apple tree. It has the bark, it has absolutely everything, the branches, the leaves, the very color of the apple and what it's going to be inside that little seed. This little seed has the potential to grow. It has purpose. It has what was initially planned to be. Everything needed for an apple tree is in the seed for that tree the bark, the branches, the root system, the apples, this seed lacks absolutely nothing. And when you look at that seed, it doesn't look absolutely marvelous. And you can just totally think of that seed as, 
Really? Is that what she's given me? But when you think about the seed, you think of purpose, what it was created to be. And I love when Deborah come up because she shared the verse that I'm sharing tonight, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, before you create something, you first determine its purpose. And you know, tonight, God created each and everybody in this room with purpose. God has already put inside each of us what we need to fulfill the purposes that he has planned for us. We each carry seeds of purpose that have been within us since God created us. I love this verse. For he, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's a purpose that God has in each life here tonight. Now, everything I plant dies. I, I just, I either forget to water it, I put it in the wrong soil type. It's just an absolute disaster when it comes to green fingers. It's not really my forte. Matt's mum, you go to Matt's mum's house, the outside garden looks absolutely magnificent. Her inside is lovely as well, but not to, the, not to the extent of the outside. She spends her life outside gardening. And she comes and visits us to our house, and it's just, it's just grass. It's just like, you know, whatever I plant. With the children in school will have these sunflower competitions and we plant it, and then somebody says to me, you know, Athena, you should put, once they get to a certain height, those wee sunflowers, put them outside. You're keeping them inside too long. That's not how a seed works. You've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to wait for this weather, and you've got to wait for this condition. But I sometimes think it's, I'm putting the wrong things into that little seed. And sometimes with seeds, if the, the weather is too harsh or if it's not the right conditions, if it's some, some seeds need to be in clay soil, some need to be in like a completely different type of soil. But sometimes the seed can get a little bit of toxin put into it. And when that little bit of toxin comes through the water system, it can destroy that seed, that it's not of use anymore. And toxins in our lives could be hurts. Toxins in our lives can be disappointments. Toxins in our lives can be, you know, maybe a relationship has broken. Toxins in our lives could be maybe a job. Toxins in our lives could maybe be, you know, that there's been a death. And that can be painful. And that can hurt. And that can put us to a place where we say, do you know what? I'm going to be dormant. I'm going to hide away. And we can pull away. And when we pull away from those situ in those situations, because 
The Keys to Freedom course actually says to us, think of yourself. This is a really, really, really odd thing we have to do in the Keys to Freedom course. And some of the girls were like, what? Think of yourself. If you were to think of yourself as an animal, what animal would, the, would you think of yourself as being? You're thinking, what's that got to do with the Bible? What's that got to do with God? But it was to get you to think about yourself as a person. For me, I put myself down as a hedgehog. I hibernate and pull back and go into my wee ball with my wee prickly prickles sticking out. Don't touch, leave me alone. Don't want to be around humans. Just give me my space. I work with humans all day. I come home to humans at night. <laughs> I want to be a hedgehog. Let me just protect myself. I had the, that was the way I seen myself. Some people in the group saw themselves as roaring lions. Others saw themselves as hippopotamuses. Not because of the way they looked. <laughs> That's maybe in the other group. That wasn't our group. Okay, but we see, I seen myself like this type of person and it made me very aware then of maybe when I went through hard times, difficult times in my life, how do I respond? What do I do? Do I become that dormant seed that no longer has purpose? Well, God's saying, for I know the plans and purposes I have for your life. Plans to prosper you, plans that are good. And you see, we pull back in these difficult situations but I want to tell you something amazing tonight. Now, my facts, this isn't my story, okay? This isn't the Keys to Freedom book. I looked into this further. But let me explain to you this story, okay? And then I'll, I'll go into it a wee bit further. There's a story about a basket of wheat seeds. Mines aren't wheat seeds, but they're seeds, okay? That have been sitting in one of the pyramids in Egypt for 4,000 years. A tourist asked their guide if anyone had ever tried to plant one of the seeds. The tour guide affirmed that someone had once taken a few seeds and planted them. Now, even though, this is the important part, even though those seeds have been lying dormant for 4,000 years in the desert of Egypt, now, some scientists would dispute that after 4,000 years, you would be able to get a plant out of a seed. But you can't, it's been proven that you can get a plant out of a seed after at least 100 years. And none of us, well, let's face it, most of us don't live past 100. Okay? So go with me on this one. But in this, in this piece of research, they said that even though the seeds have been lying dormant for 4,000 years in the desert of Egypt, they grew into healthy stalks of wheat once they were planted and cared for. What does this show us about the seeds that are within us? If the seed is placed in that wrong environment, it won't grow. But it is never too late. Oh, I love that. It is never too late. You may have faced a lot of darkness, isolation, and difficulty in your life, but the seeds of purpose within you are still there. This little seed that looks absolutely like nothing has the potential to be so much more. They simply need to be planted in the right environment. It says in John 15:5, "I am the fine." 
You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you know, God wants to restore. He wants to nourish the seeds of purpose that he has placed in our lives. How have the seeds in your life been cultivated? When we try to cultivate the seeds in our lives ourselves, we make a mess. It's a mess. And when we try to do it ourselves, it's a mess. We need the four stains, stains and these are really, really simple. And, and most of you will know these in this room tonight. And if I could leave our keys to freedom, people, and you as a church with these four stains, they're really basic. But you keep these four stains as your seeds of purpose in your life. And this will be the thing that keeps you in the purposes that God has for your life. And the first stay in is to stay in prayer. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't often spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time, but I never go more than half an hour without praying. And praying is simply talking to God. Stay in one. Stay in two. Or just the word of God to back that up. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Stay in the word. If you can do anything, Keys to Freedom Group, stay in the word. The whole Keys to Freedom book is writing that word out. Write it out. It gets you to write it out rather than just read it out. And it says, stay in the word. And then it says in John 8, 31, 32, if you hold to my teaching, somebody's already read it, Stephen. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Stay in fellowship with other believers. Psalm 92, 13 says, planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in the courts of our God. Stay in fellowship, stay in prayer, stay in the word, stay in fellowship and stay in accountability. And it says, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Find somebody a little bit older than you or somebody who doesn't think the same way as you and don't just ask your friends to give you their opinions. Just ask, find someone wiser and ask them for ways to help. Honest ways, somebody who's going to be honest with you. Stay in accountability. Now, I'm not going to read all this out to you because I've only got a few minutes left, but I love the story of Daniel. And just to give you a wee bit of background, Daniel, and um, in Daniel, we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the king Nebuchadnezzar said, Will, you need to bow down to me. You need to bow, bow down to the idols. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want you to understand who these people are. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were trafficked from their homeland, transported to a new homeland, and they were made 
or not even a homeland, they were transported to work for the king, not at their choice, right? These guys were in a really serious situation. And I want you to understand that when we think of purpose, purpose isn't always positive. Because we can think that, God, God, I'm not living in your purpose because this has happened to me or that has happened to me. But I want you to understand, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were still living in the purpose of God, the purpose that God had for them. Because they were brought to this new place, and when they were brought to this new place, they were asked to worship other gods and to worship the king. And they chose not to. They also chose not to follow the diet as well that was going on. And they chose to pray, and they chose to be accountable to one another. They chose those stay-ins to be in the word of God. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are absolutely amazing. I want to get to, the king was so furious when they said, no, we are not bowing down. We are not following the culture of this land. We are following God's ways. And what's so amazing about these three guys, the king says, is that right? I'll turn the fairy furnace up. I'll turn it up so high that when my soldiers take you up to the fairy furnace, that my very soldiers are going to die. And they died. And I want you to understand that they still were living the purpose of God, even though it was a difficult situation. And what I want to read to you tonight is verses, verses just at the bottom there, verse 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Now that's where it says he was so furious, he turns the blazing furnace up, right? If you go under 25, he said, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. There was only three went in and the very soldiers died. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. You see, the purpose of God was in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's lives. And the purpose of God is in your life tonight. Is your purpose, that little seed, sitting dormant tonight? And I say to you tonight, you might think you're going through the fire. You might think, oh my, and cry out to God. God, what is the purpose? What is going on in my life? And God would say to you, he would say to you tonight, for I know the plans and purposes that I have for your life. The plans and purposes that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This tiny seed holds within it everything that is needed for it to fully grow into the purposes and plans that was originally intended for it. God's purpose and plan for your life would be 
in Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, you can live life with your intentions and with your purpose, or you can say, God, I trust you with all my heart. And I'm not going to lean not on my own understanding because when you put your trust in God, he will direct your path. You see, tonight, he will direct your path. And what he does is he creates in you a clean heart. That's what he does. He comes along and you see all that dirt that the seed couldn't grow in? Only God can make the difference. Not me, not anybody else. Only God can make the difference. Only he can purify your heart and make it clean. And so I'm going to hand over to Pastor Matt tonight, but I want to say thank you for listening.